Yes, you did, nigga. But welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the absolute most Chuka Offer. And what's going on, y'all? It is me, Ezigo Offer, your favorite co-host. And y'all are not excited to hear that, but we're going to hop yeah, you're right. You're dig. I'm sick of you. <laughs> I'm my fucking dig. Yeah, I'm retiring. <laughs> Everybody, this is the last episode of the Off Space, so I hope you're tuned in and you're ready to enjoy it. <laughs> Anyways, how's your past week, bitch, nigga? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to. I'm gonna fucking shoot you. Uh, that's not quality content. All right, guys, it's been. We've been doing good. We've been rocking. Honestly, now that summer's in session, I've been so active, bro. Rock climbing. I've been swimming. I've been playing basketball. Fuck no. What do you think my last week's been like? <laughs> no, but happily, friends are back in town, so we're trying to kick this summer off right now. Yeah, this man real crippled. <laughs> At least you got the the actual boot where you could take the shit off now, so your shit's not gonna get disgusting. I'm anymore. saying, and shouts out to Duolingo because that's been keeping me keeping me sturdy. Yo, no, I'm not gonna lie, this Spanish. I mean, yo hablo poco. You know what I'm saying? And this man can't speak it, but yo, my week's been cool. You know what I'm saying? I've been working, been chilling, just been. Not really doing it. You know what? My week actually hasn't been cool. Fuck all this positivity shit for two seconds. I know we're, we're trying to keep a positive platform. But once again, I feel like I already said this on this podcast, but super fuck Georgia State University. Fuck everything to do with that school. Fuck everybody and every one of those offices. Just kidding. I understand y'all are just doing your job, so I don't want to get mad at y'all too. But that infrastructure, super big trash garbage. And I've just been dealing with that really for the past week. That's just been my whole like up and down. But other than that, you know, we working out. We looking good. Yeah, what? <laughs> He's like, how did you transit? <laughs> yeah, we're canceling all the school systems because I mean, they don't want any active shooters out here. You just flexed and said active shooter at the same time. I'm retiring my damn self. I don't even want to be a part of this bullshit-ass podcast. But, all right. Well, um, for the heat checks this week, I've got a great one. You know, we both have good ones this week. This is, you know what? I'm going to give a round of applause to Ezigo because this is the first time I think we've both actually come with solid music suggestions. Before we even progress, before we even progress, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say something. You listened to that Lizzo album, right? Yeah. So, so you, why were you hating on me? No, that okay. I'll backpedal my opinions. I think it's. I said it sounded kind of good, but then I actually really listened to that album straight. It was fire. It was fire from the start to finish. You just be thrown into weird shit sometimes, and that's because cool. I don't listen to purely trap, New York, or Houston artists. I'm sorry, but Jesus Christ, you can't put me in a box. Anyways, um, what's your heat check for the week, boy? My heat check is she live. Uh, by Maxo Cream featuring Meg The Stallion. I'm not gonna lie, big past, Nigerian like, crip. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, like in these past like week or two, whatever. I finally like I've enjoyed you know this whole Meg The Stallion thing and whatnot. But like I feel like I'm finally hopping on the wave that everyone else has been on because this shit is hot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, nah, so if you haven't uh, heard it, you probably haven't. Go ahead and listen to it now and go ahead <laughs> and get yourselves tuned in. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, that boy Maxo's always been going crazy. So, I mean, I'm definitely happy to see two Houston natives, you know, on the same track. They were bound to collab eventually in my eyes. So, I'm happy to, you know, finally hear the fruits of that. Mm-hmm. But um, my heat check for the week is going to be Janae Aiko's Triggered. You know what I'm saying? Because I wish we had some future playing in the background or something right now. Because of the fact that my ladies deserve some toxicity, too. 
us men, we've had good future, you know what I'm saying? Carrying us since 2015, you know, just letting holding us, us down, holding us down when we needed a moment to break from our regular scheduled programming for some good toxic masculinity. But Janae came through for the women this time, man. That good toxic femininity. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like perfect timing, you know? We're going to get that 2088. It's all kicking off, part two. And the craziest part is she released this shit. She dissed Big Sean up and down through it. Well, without actually saying his name, like, whatever. But come on, like, and when, then, you, when you see a certain type of emotion from her, you know who is directed towards. she's... I, Don't I, play yourself. Of course. And the thing is that we've seen crazy ones like that before. Like, Janae sent all that out, even mentioning the song that she still wants him to beat. And, of course, they posted a picture as of recent where Big Sean's smiling because he probably just beat in the picture. <laughs> so, it's like the toxic femininity leading into still letting my man beat. Hold it down, King. Hold it down, King. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, yo. That pi- should we talk on that picture for a second? Because <laughs> no. I got some shit to say on that. Like, I hope it's not some corny ass fucking breakup rollout. No, legitimately, that's what it seems like. The breakup rollout. You know, the rollout. picture was fine. I don't know who shot it. Like the vibe, I liked it. But it, it's so hard to see anything about their relationship and anything about like them two. That doesn't kind of come off corny at this point because it almost feels like it's directly related to the 2088 rollout. Oh, you think it's you think it's the breakup rollout for like their collab album for the collab album, the breakup stuff, the get back together, all this. I'm saying like the get back together, like that picture. I could see that, but it's also like they both have music coming, so I think it was just a rollout for their separate career. You didn't see the part two, uh, on the on the Twitter page. The bio is literally part two, 2088. Like, I was just saying, and then the picture of them getting, like, sitting there, having a good time, getting back together, complaining yourself, man. If that's the rollout, I'm going to be kind of butthurt. I'm not going to lie to you. That, But, fuck anything about that. We're just going to be happy for the good yeah. toxic femininity for this time. So, like, while we're rolling and talking about strong females, we're going to go straight into, you know, another female that likes to get... Well, no, I won't say another female because Janae doesn't really get massacred in the public eye, but Aisha Curry gets massacred in the public eye. Every time every, she every time she breathes. Every time she breathes, my goodness. <laughs> but this time, just so just in case our listeners don't <coughs> excuse me. Just in case our listeners don't know what happened. Um Aisha was on the re- most recent episode of the Red Table Talk with, you know, the Queen, Jada Pinkett. Shouts out. out to the Queen. But um Aisha made a comment there, and Steph's mom was there. Shouts out to another queen. That woman is like 40, 50, like 60, like whatever she is looks 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, that woman still looks very Holding down one of the most notable NBA families. For sure. And so, Aisha was on there, and she made a comment about how Steph is, you know, well, this isn't the exact words, but we're going to break it down kind of like this is what I got from it. It's like, Steph is making all this money. He's one of the most famous players in the NBA. He has all these groupies around him all the time. He's always coveted, so coveted, mm-hmm. you know, always has attention. And sometimes she wishes that she had some attention from the opposite gender, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she's looking for it or anything like she wants to leave her husband or anything of that nature. It just would be cool just i guess like a self-esteem kind of like body image like whatever type thing from her and she got murdered on the internet because so many people were saying like not even just that though like she said she the uh, tension around steph and whatnot it's just not so that she wants some as well it's like that makes her uncomfortable you know like your husband's constantly dealing with groupies and having like these these temptations and people around him 
And so I took it in a sense like... No, yeah, but yeah. I understand she said that, but I was talking about the one part that got her crucified. Oh, yeah, no, no. The part that got her crucified was her saying it ties that she, back to that, she desires eyes yeah. herself. And so my, my take on that was that essentially it's like, okay, it's happening to both of us. Like, you know, the other person understands how it feels or things like that, you know, and it's, it's more so not that she really wants that attention from other guys. Like, she's on a whole... She's married, you know what I'm saying? She got kids. Like, I'm looking at it in a different perspective. But, I mean, I think legit, legit, the exact translation of what she was looking for was, like, she's noticed kind of in the last 10 years of her having three kids, three beautiful kids, you know, being married and whatever, like, she probably doesn't get any outward attention anymore. And, obviously, everybody wants to feel coveted. Everybody wants to feel, you know, sexy, feel this, yeah. feel that. And she probably notices so many less notable women than her. Which, I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to date it back to that. But, I mean, like, getting, like, all the attention and media and this. Less but, notable? But, you gotta but say it's, it like But that. it's like... I mean, sometimes you just got to call a spade a spade, though. We can't just call it yeah. direct, pure intent when you have to realize all these people are humans at the end of the day and how they feel on certain shit. And I think Aisha needs to remember, and I know it's her brand and how she is, but she literally, the last thing she got crucified to this level, she was talking about how she doesn't understand people um, showing so much skin. She wants to keep, she keeps it all wrapped for her That was husband. a weird time but on it, the internet. But it's like... Aisha, you literally put out that tweet. You literally go to the beach from head to toe covered up. You know what I'm saying? Like head to toe. Like it's like a one piece. And then you have the whole fucking netted shit that women wear. I really don't know what it's called. I'm sorry if I sound ignorant. But from like top to bottom on, you know. And then all all her substance that is on the internet and anywhere is about her cooking show and her cooking, you know, and her kids and family and her faith. And it's no offense to her, but it's like, I don't understand how it's that hard to see why she's not getting like catcalled or like why she's not getting like that sort of like sometimes attention that I think she says that she wishes was there on occasion. But even then though, guys, it seems like when they really see something like an Aisha kind of situation, bro, it's like, to me, it's like an Aisha. You sound you sound fucking nuts if you talk about Aisha like we talked about Meg Thee Stallion. You know what I'm saying? You sound in, you sound insane. Aisha Curry is a beautiful woman, but you sound insane. Mm-hmm. Like Meg Thee Stallion, once again, a beautiful woman. These are both people that should be very respected. I mean, you could act how you want to act. So I'm not talking down on yeah. how anyone acts. But Meg Thee Stallion, every Instagram story or Instagram post, she's twerking. That's crazy. You know, she's selling sex, right? Yeah. So, of course, 90% of the comments online about her are going to be about her appearance or about her body. Yeah. And her talent, too, because she has good music to back it up. Yeah. Aisha literally sells the American dream of, like, wholesome, down-to-earth woman. You, if you saw somebody type on the internet, damn, I want to tear that shit up on Aisha, you would think they look nuts. You yeah. would think they sound fucking insane. You know what I'm saying? So I understand where she's coming from in the desirability thing, but it's like, come on now, look how you sell yourself. You have mm-hmm. to be real sometimes. And so, I mean, like, literally that, I was going to say the same thing. At the end of the day, you know, you want to, like, other women or whatnot to cover up and do certain things or act a certain way like similar to you and then you wonder why you're not getting the attention that they are it's like these are completely different human beings who are living a different lifestyle you don't you don't know where they came from or who they are or what they want to do with themselves or what they want to like get out of life so you can't expect them to follow the same path as you for sure i mean like 
like you said with like the Meg the Stallion shit. All right, like Aisha, I get it. You know, some people should cover up if you believe that. But what happens if you're a stripper and like that's your whole brand for sure? You know what I mean? And like, and she, uh, to be fair, I will defend Aisha here a little bit and say I don't know if she reprimanded the women that were showing less. She was just saying know, yeah. in her own. She likes to cover up. Yeah, but so it's like. It's it's weird to me. It's I'm in a weird place of like, yeah, I understand why the internet massacred her, but also I don't understand it because like, come on now, most of us are smart enough to understand what she was really saying. She just wishes she had a little bit more attention. Cool. Like, that is what it is. That is innocent. But you also have to look on the other side of the coin, like how you market yourself. Like the preacher's daughter that you've never seen her fucking, you've never seen the skin on her wrist. You know what I'm saying? And you guys have known each other for 18 years and you haven't even seen what her skin looks like under her little neck bonnet and like fucking turtleneck and shit. Like that's not the girl that you're catcalling or like hollering at crazy. Like she, someone even uncovered a tweet from her from 2011, right? And it was something along the lines of... Um, <laughs> Um, about all the comments she's getting at the car wash, you know, and it was like smi- it was like smiley no face, but I'm taken, guys. Don't worry about it. And it's like, wait, what? That's what I'm I, saying. No, no, I'm saying like I, I literally don't know like what you're talking about. Like, no, someone people uncovered that tweet and people have been retweeting it, kind of crazy to like directly correlate what she's talking about because with the smiley face, it kind of indicated how happy she was that the people at the car wash were catcalling, work like hollering at her. You know what I'm saying? But she threw the teehee XD Mm -hmm. I'm taking at the end when it's like, now you have three kids, you have like two cooking shows, you're known for your like cookbooks. Like, I don't think people see Chrissy Teigen and talk about busting it open crazy. You know what I'm saying? And at least, and her titties are literally Googleable. You know, just like how some people brand themselves that's just not how certain people are going to talk about them. And, I mean, well, the point of it all, I feel like we all kind of understand, though, like, where she was coming from, kind of. For sure. Man, all that aside, the jokes were kind of hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm somebody who is overly on the, sometimes, trying to defend people when they say certain things, but those jokes are fucking hilarious. I don't, I don't, I know even she's probably got to laugh at some of them. And, you know, I know Steph probably laughed at some of them before he stepped up. I was like, all right, look, I got to defend my woman. Like, enough's enough. We're putting, a, we're putting a stand. I'm taking a stand. We're deading this shit. I'm coming out game seven. I'm coming out whatever. And we're ending this. Did you see right. the nigga on Twitter paid for somebody that was at the Houston game? He paid for a portrait photo. No, he did No, no, no. He paid for a portrait photo of James Harden in, like, Steph's, like, wedding pictures. Like, a, a photo <laughs> oh, I see that. of yeah, James yeah. Harden's face. Of course Steph dropped 33 in the second half. He probably saw the fucking picture at halftime. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That shit's nuts. But, um, just rounding up that topic, basically, y'all are tripping on fucking with Aisha that much, but the jokes were hilarious. Like, that was the main basis of it all. Going into the Tiffany Haddish thing, though, speaking about another woman, not light skin i guess as fucking but we're gonna get into the reason i'm even bringing up her not being light skin recently this week at the met um tiffany decided in her outfit you know going on about her strong personality and you know how she is to pull out some fried chicken from her purse and i had some thoughts about that look look man <laughs> What Ezgo thinks I'm tripping though. Ezgo definitely thinks I'm tripping. Uh, let me, you know, normally I'd want to go ahead and get my shit off, but I want you to express what you have to say so that I can give my rebuttal to it or whatever I have to say because I know you probably share the viewpoint of what I've seen majority of people like talking on. I just really am so 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 tired 
of the people that get the three always, always on lock roles in Hollywood for black people. Like you see a lot of black actors nowadays. So I'm not saying like that we are that underrepresented, but I'm saying the roles that you know are going to happen every year are the exact same fucking roles. Like it's always like, you know, a big star is going to be like a thug in something or you know that you're going to get the loud rambunctious like black woman that they always want to perpetuate the loud rambunctious black woman stereotypes which is always tiffany and or like every kevin hart role where he basically just plays himself in every movie except for the one serious one that he apparently did a good job and no one gave a fuck about because it was off brand um so it's like i'm tired of people trying their best to keep perpetuating these stereotypes to secure that bag which she has secured that bag and she always gets those roles now every single year but it's like you didn't have to pull the fried chicken out look first off two at things at the met two things we're, we're gonna talk at, first off i'm not gonna well, lie from mat, my pers- my perspective that's corny yes but at the end of the day we don't really like you know we were talking before and maddie said and everything we don't necessarily even know her like I've seen, I've known a lot of very extra people that do things that, when you really look at it, it's absurd, and it's just the way that they act, though, and it's their genuine personality is genuinely who they are. Like she really could just be that over the top person who wants to do all these things, and while op, you know, through optics, it looks bad. We have to take a step back and not completely like reprimand her when we don't even know her. But again, that does kind of look fishy. If it was on the other hand, no, you know, fuck that. Let me just go into something else. Let's talk about the Kevin Hart thing, because I know you said he keeps on perpetuating this, like, uh, obnoxious, funny, like, whatever kind of uh, thing that people associate with, like, black men or whatever, right? And Kevin Hart keeps on getting himself put into these, keeps on getting himself put into these roles, even though he had, like, that one off-brand role that he did a good job in, but people didn't take it seriously because that's not him. When you look at Hollywood and actors in general... I made this uh, joke to Chichi Nuzama the other day. It's the same actors playing the same roles in every fucking movie. But that's just typecasting. When you, the people know that you have something and they cast you for it and they know like what you do, they're going to keep casting you for that same shit. Kevin Hart was a comedian who people brought into movies for comedic relief and to be a, a comedic character in many senses. So when they're casting him for other movies, you think Kevin Hart's past like this shit? He's not, he's not bigger than that. And it's sad that that's what Hollywood can come to. But it's just the same thing with The Rock, who's the, an even better actor. They still have them in these exact same roles and doing the exact same action movies, doing the exact same things. And it's just their brand. And while you could try and uh, branch off, I don't think that's necessarily like as the, like the person. I don't think that's necessarily the person's character or who they are, like trying to overshadow that. I think that's more of like a Hollywood problem rather than that. The thing is, I completely understand typecasting. Like typecasting is a very, very real and very very obvious thing going on in hollywood it's not typecasting that upsets me no it's when certain people in certain cultures whether it be lgbt lgbt people whether it be people of color period like black asian like hispanic like whatever when it seems like certain stereotypes get perpetuated more and more by these people so that they can remain in good graces with the yes masses so they can continue getting their shit off. Like, yes, a lot of these people get the same roles, white, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Asian, like whatever. Like, we've seen that, and that's that's fucking typecasting. I'm a large black person, you know what I'm saying? And I look kind of like a dickhead when people see me. I know exactly what Hollywood would cast me in every fucking movie unless I branched out to something else. Typecasting, once again, is something that I'm very familiar with. But it's like, 
there are people like the Kevin Hart's that have strayed away from, and this isn't just me. This isn't just me saying this. This is, and he's getting a huge bag for it. Don't get me wrong. Same with someone like a Steve Harvey, who's getting a huge bag for just being a coon on television. But it's like, there are people in their thirties and forties that grew up watching the progression of, and have seen Kevin Hart from the beginning mm-hmm. to like where he is now. Kevin Hart's in his personal life, and Kevin Hart throughout the ascension of his career is almost nothing like the Kevin Hart that we get on camera. Mm-hmm. Every time we get him on camera, not just like on film camera or on TV camera, but I'm talking about on camera. Period. Whether it be on like with James Cordon or his like mm-hmm. YouTube series, because that is like it's kind of like um, I know you didn't watch this show, but it's kind of like the marvelous Miss Maisel, like where we watch and like that one. I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler if no one's seen it, but there's this one lady that's a very educated, very like um, well spoken, like British, I believe, or something white lady that plays like a country hick white lady because that sells easier and that's better to like for making money like the way kevin acts and the way tiffany acts when it comes to these cameras and i'm only saying this once again from reference from people that okay. do know though this isn't just from my outside looking in from my outside looking in it looks obvious but i know you can't just take it from mm-hmm. what you see like these people act very different for these things because their bag is huge because of it so and i can't blame them because they're making the most money and kevin is other than jerry seinfeld is the most paid comedian in history that's huge for a black person you know what i'm saying so i get it he's securing the humongous bag but at what cost i get that and you know maybe on the kevin aspect it's a little different i'm not really sure people like things that i've seen that counteract the fact that this might really just be like tiffany for who she is but i do know exactly what you're talking about now like the whole and i've seen with like youtubers and whatnot they talk every time they get in front of like a camera or whatever you know the character even though a lot of their channels and whatnot are quote unquote them and like their life and whatnot, you kind of develop this on-screen character. Even though it's like you, it's a little bit different of you. It's more like out there. It's more like uh, um, I don't want to say obnoxious, but it's like more you know. What what's the word for and, it? Like, no, more, I know what you're talking about, but the one that pisses me off is when they take but, that, like you were saying, but it kind of like beats down the their type of person but, like but the asian me. people that pulled the but, like ching chong like but, whatever out, type shit and you know they're not like look, that and so this is what i'm saying just so though. they can appease like their white audience look but this is what i'm saying i get that and that's definitely like you know terrible to do to a community of people and that could be what tiffany's doing but again i don't have enough to even know that that's not her like the way she actually is but when it comes to like kevin hart well i think he definitely puts like goes into his kevin hart character on camera quote unquote which might be a more exaggerated version of himself do you think what he's doing is really like detrimental to like the black community no not at all don't get me wrong and one not necessarily but i think it is in the long and big scheme like small time no large scheme yes because it keeps adding to the stereotype and the fact sorry i won't even call it a stereotype the fact that in hollywood in order for you to get far as a certain type of person, you have to water down and or act a certain type of way. And us as a community have been fighting that our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Hart was somebody that grew up in like, like he was so in tune with, which he still, you see off the court, like in, well off the camera and like how he acts and like who he's with, like blah, blah, blah. I get that. But I mean, like he was somebody that grew up in the, like the pure age of comedy, right? And the, the people that were in the comedy clubs with him say that his comedy is very different than it used to be, which is cool. Everyone progresses, everyone gets older. But 
was very in tune with hip hop, was very in tune with the black community in general. Right. And so even going into somebody like a Tiffany, just bouncing back to the fried chicken thing, it's the people that are casting these movies because these are big tickets. Right. These are big tickets. If they have a hundred million dollar budget and they're going to give Tiffany like they're going to give the big the rambunctious black lady 20 mil Mm -hmm. right off rip to be in my movie. Like you are building your stock up more if you are making them laugh. What are what do white people laugh at in mass more than anything when it comes to minority communities? So obviously minority it's the stereotypes. stereotypes, and I know um, that's marketing. So like like that I'm was sa- literally her chicken was marketing. I mean clearly it could <laughs> be, but again until I until I know get a gauge on who she actually is, from whether that be people close to her or just like you know one day meeting her things like that, and then you see all the extra stuff really is just you know her trying to be extra for the camera and whatnot, then I'm going to agree with you. Because the things that she does, I think are detrimental to, like, the black community. I think are detrimental to, like, black women and whatnot. When you're trying to perpetuate these clear negative stereotypes rather than someone who just might be having, like, an over-the-top character that they portray when they get on screen. So I do see where you're coming from. It's just, like, is it too soon to tell? Or maybe am I just out of the loop? I, I don't know. I think out of the loop, but once again, I think you're out of the loop on everything, so it's not like... <laughs> Bro, just because I don't pay attention to P. Diddy's son's look does not mean I'm out of the loop. Bruh, how everybody... You're sus for that. Every, First off, you're sus. Everybody's seen King Combs' ways, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know you're trying to find a tutorial still. You're still on that baby pool splash. Bro, I taught this nigga Ezigo how to tie a do-rag, and he, sw- it, like, last year, oh and he swears God. to me five years ago he had waves. The one fucking summer that I wasn't living in that It house. wasn't the summer. Oh, the one semester, sorry, that I wasn't living at the fucking house. So I just happened to not see him with his quote-unquote waves. Nigga, shut I the I don't think I've ever told up. a lie in my life. So you can go ahead and take that how you will. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna move on. I was on fucking swimming. This nigga retarded. Um, so now... Um, we have a surprise special guest for this segment since we wanted somebody that's well informed since we just get on here and sound like idiots while Ezio does for an hour every single huh? week. So Chica, you're a dick. <laughs> anyway. So um, we have my girlfriend Madalena here to speak on the heartbeat bill with us since we started the podcast, you know, speaking about a lot of women. We thought we'd speak about one of the major issues going on with women in America today. So introduce yourself. Okay. Um, okay, hey guys, I'm Madeline, I'm Chuka's girlfriend, um, I really appreciate them having me on the show today to talk about HB 481, which is a heartbeat bill, um, I'm pretty sure everyone in Georgia listens to this podcast, right? So, um... Big clout. (laughs) I just wanted to give a couple, um, facts about the bill, about how it's gonna, like, affect women, and then also I wanted to talk about, like, what it means for mainly for women. Um, So the first fact I wanna bring up is that, okay, (laughs) is that um, Georgia's first of all, the deadliest state in the nation for pregnant women. So it's like the highest um, maternal mortality rate. So there's 39.3 deaths per 100,000 births. Which is, yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. Um, And then and that in and of itself should be, like, number one reason why we should not have this bill passed. But anyway, I have five more facts for you, so stay tuned. Um, there's already around 15,000 kids in foster care in Georgia um, as of February this year. And that's according to the Macon Telegraph, um, if you want to look that stat up. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
there is one hidden piece in the bill uh, that most liberals actually read over or did not read at all. And um, it is, it states um, an official police report alleging the offense of a rape or incest. Um, that means women can be allowed abortion rights up to 20 weeks into a pregnancy. Um, but it doesn't excuse, it doesn't excuse much of the bill, in my opinion. So that's um, only if you have like an official police report. Right, along right. With it. So you have to report it. Right. But what if you're not feeling, what if you don't feel comfortable it, That's exactly it? what I was going to say. Like so many women don't feel comfortable reporting that. They're either like threatened or too scared, you know, Stockholm syndrome, stuff like that. Um, or they just don't even have access to a phone or transportation to get to the police. So that's just like, that doesn't really hold much merit in my opinion. I mean, it's still nice to have, but it still just doesn't hold merit. Um, it's also going to increase unlawful abortions or dangerous term terminations of women pregnancies. So we're going to go back to like coat hanger shit, which is like fucking horrifying and so the fact that you're doing something outside of the hospital yeah it's just it's so dangerous and it, it really freaks me out um and i'm sure i'm not the only one and then you know whether lawmakers know it or not this bill is going to further oppression of minorities um npr just stated uh that african americans make up just over half of atlanta's population and um 80 of black children live in neighborhoods with higher concentrations of poverty which have poor access to quality of medical care, while well, 6% of white children do. Um, and twice as many African-Americans uh, than whites are uninsured in Georgia. So it's already going to further the oppression of oppressed people here. Um, let's see. I have like three pages of stuff, so bear with me. Um, oh, yeah. So this bill is going to criminalize like a ton of activity well not a ton of activity <laughs> any abortion stuff um done by OBGYNs, so it's gonna drive a lot of them out of the state so they can fully practice what they study for um and that's gonna really like that's gonna make a, a ton of women here scared because their OBGYNs are gonna leave and it's gonna make things so uncomfortable for us i hope my OBGYN does not leave i just got a good one this year that i'm really comfortable with and who i feel is really um educated and i really hope she doesn't leave after 2020 when this shit is passed um so what this means first of all i want to say like we were doing completely fine with the 20 week i think it was at 20 weeks before this um bill was passed and that was not affecting anyone like tell me how that like was negative in any way shape or form um this is this is a totally church, uh, fuck, what was I trying to say? It's just, it's not separation of church and state. Like, this is, this is a totally unconstitutional bill. Um, and if you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, we're headed there, so. Um, and I wanted to say, like, the only person that's affected physically is the mother, because that's, that's an extension of her body. Yeah, like, obviously sperm is necessary to pregnancy but um a father's body doesn't go through anything that a mother's does in, in pregnancy so it just they shouldn't have a say like point blank um let me see. also all these like i don't want to say right wing but i'm pretty sure this is a republican bill um these people are pro-life until babies come out black American or black Mexican poor gay trans disabled or sick and like I said 
this is a huge strategy to keep the press depressed. Um, the Georgia government cut funding to CHIP, which is Community Home Investment Program. Um, and this other one is called like WIC, which is Women, Women Infants, and Children. Um, and they're both like organizations. I, I think they're nonprofits and helping um, especially minorities get access to healthcare and money and just like support and whatever they, they need for raising a family. So it's like if, if they've cut funding to that, it's going to be extremely difficult for single mothers to raise children um, that they're forced to have. And so it's just all super fucked for me. And I know a ton of women friends um, who have stomach issues and blood issues who can't take the birth control pill. Um, and that leaves them with hormonal options, which have the potential to seriously damage their mental health. Um, there is a copper IUD that is non-hormonal, but anyone I know who's gotten it, um, their doctor like warns them at the beginning that it's going to feel like childbirth. So that's that's intense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, I, don't, I, I, I don't want that. And I have um, a strong phobia that kind of affects my decision to take um, the pill. And then I also have suffered from depression and anxiety in the past. And that kind of rules out hormonal um, birth control for me. So I'm left with the copper IUD and it freaks me out so much because I don't want to experience what childbirth feels like before I have to. Um, and so I just, I can't really fathom um, why there isn't more of an effort in maybe trying to like further push, push research for um, male birth control because it's like we, women as, we as women go through a monthly like debilitating period and like the least men can do or the government maybe is push funding to get male birth control because they don't even have to experience childbirth. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a big deal. And then also I just wanted to say vasectomies can be reversed in two different ways and they take two to four hours and you usually go home the same day. Recovery takes about two weeks. It's not that big a fucking deal. Again, we go through childbirth. You guys don't. So um, anyway, I just wanted to say all that shit and I'm super thankful that you guys let me on the podcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, um, happy to have you. <laughs> we wanted to stray a little bit from the usual jokes on the pod by making it just more educational because this isn't really a laughing matter this is definitely more of a serious thing that's happening in the state a lot of people are scared mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going to be affected we're going to see a lot of the negative things that come out of this but i saw one thing i did want to mention on that kind of stuck out to me and it's a little more worrisome because i feel like it keeps on playing into the whole you know as soon as something gets put into place like legislation wise it kind of takes the voice away from the people who are opposed to it and so you know i saw something talking about women uh who are found like trying to get illegal abortions will be able to t apparently be faced with charges that could place them like several times over what the minimum consideration to be like a yeah. felon and whatnot yeah. and so when you become a felon everybody knows you have certain rights stripped away. not even certain rights you have like a lot of your constitutional rights stripped away from you absolutely so one of those you know notably being your right to vote and so 
the people who are directly against these and are taking the active stand against it to accomplish what they need to accomplish are going to be the ones that can't even vote to have something like this overturned or changed when push comes to really shove. So it's up to everybody who may not necessarily be directly affected to start, you know, paying more attention, giving a little bit of concern and showing empathy towards situations that don't necessarily affect you so that I guess the good of the whole like Commonwealth can be upheld. Yeah. Well, I mean, you two already said it best, so I guess this is something once again that's really important. I hope people really pay attention to all of this that's going on. I hope people start paying a bit more attention to some of the legislation passing in your local and state governments because all it does is lead to further separation. I mean certain laws that would never stand a chance in another state shouldn't be able to be passed in one state i believe like i don't think with how uniform we're trying to be as one nation that it's crazy that we're turning into something like this in georgia when we can go up a few hours north and this would never happen and you had something else to say yeah no i just wanted to say like um if you can really get involved in like local um, government elections um, so like the smaller seats and everything because that's going to really change everything and if you use your parents address probably in a red a red district um, that would probably help get people elected who are a little bit more knowledgeable about this shit uh, into office because I went to the Capitol to try to protest with Planned Parenthood and I spoke to my representative of East Cobb he had no idea what he was talking about and it he just kept repeating over and over again i'm a voice for this unborn life and it's like you are not a parent to any of these lives so i don't understand why you have a say but anyway i just want to say that representatives who voted yes on this bill really have no idea what they're talking about so go out there and vote and so that's going to wrap up our talk on the heartbeat bill thanks again to madalena for coming and educating you guys um do you have anything else to plug in to the podcast since i know she's working on stuff right now Um, yeah oh sorry no um but yeah i love you guys and um enjoy the rest of the pod y'all see ya and she has a youtube channel once again that we mentioned the last episode with her friend jake who's also her roommate they work really hard on it and they've got a lot of good content coming out so thank you baby it's definitely something that you guys should look forward to it's gonna be it's called jake jones on youtube i definitely plugged it last time but we're gonna plug it again the at yeah the at is j j a k e j o n e z z so two j's two z's and we're back. Random change of location since now we're at my parents' house. I know that's probably... I mean, it's crazy because I think about transitions and weird shit like that. That's random as hell. In like terms of everybody can see through our eyes, but to y'all, there was just like a blip, and now we're just continuing recording like regular, so I don't even know why I mentioned it. Anyways... We're back at my parents' house. Um, my mom is definitely hosting some family tonight, so you may hear a little bit of noise in the background while they're getting ready for that. We're trying to crank this out before they get here. Our next big thing we're going to talk about is the playoffs, but I do want to say one thing before we continue. Um, I definitely was called out about a couple of things, 
earlier said in the podcast, so I did want to readdress them before we even put this one out, just so that they're not misconstrued going forward. A, I do want to apologize to Madalena, like on a public forum, just because um, if you listen to her section, it's still really good, don't get me wrong, and she's really informational, but she was a bit more timid there, and there was a little bit of annoyance on my end, back and forth, like we don't need to get into all of that but the one thing i do need to realize is me and Ezigo do this every single week you know like we sit and we talk in front of a microphone for an hour plus every single week not everybody's used to that so i need to learn a little bit of patience especially when we have guests coming in like we do want to start implementing guests most of our guests as you can probably guess haha plan words aren't going to be podcasters so i need to realize Yo, that, that. Was mad lame. I need to, no no that was fucking terrible but i need to realize that before going in a and b i need to also just like point out something earlier that was said that i was being a little bit problematic during the aisha segment um the one thing i do have to say about that and it is a fair thing to say only because you think about it in context without the actual clip of what she said beforehand. If you listen to what she said beforehand, like there was one direct quote, and that's the only reason I went on the tangent I did. One direct quote that I remembered as I was driving back to my mom's house. It was, um, she said, she's very happy or something. I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but she said she's very happy with her life Mm -hmm. and like her situation. But it would be nice to know that the eyes are still there too, like the eyes still looking, kind of alluding to still wanting to garner the attention of the opposite sex. And whether that be in like a vocal sense or like whatever, you know, attention can come in many different ways. And I know that's spurred into the whole. So I wanted to never insinuate that women have to sell sex to garner attention. The dopest parts to me, which I mean, I may be biased because I have been fortunate to be lucky in that area in my life a little bit of a hoe face whatever but the dopest part to me of women is just their mind and how they think when it comes to different stuff i know that's cliche but really you see a pretty girl everywhere you look you know so what separates you just like dudes though Mm -hmm. like what separates you like that's why i always call girls the greatest things ever on the planet because the weird shit y'all find attractive like men are fucking shallow just be real men are shallow like i'm saying not not and not i'm not saying that we're shallow people to the depths but i'm saying like as creatures this is all generalizations don't get me wrong but i mean like if you see something going boom 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 as it walks by Mm -hmm. most guys are going to turn most guys are going to look but girls they are wonderful to me just because the fact y'all can see like the shape of some a nigga's fucking earlobe you know what i'm saying and that could be the finest shit you've ever seen you could hear somebody talk about like you could hear the the pitch in someone's voice you know like the shape of his shoulders like it's not one dimensional like dudes for the most part don't get me wrong me and my brother are two good examples of this like when it comes to like the deeper mental level needed to get somewhere but that'll definitely have to be safe for another time in our segment about like casual sex and like how people um react to that kind of Mm -hmm. shit but it's like it's very guys are very predictable is what I can say I think, as a whole. I think from an outside perspective, and A, you know, uh, let's go ahead and give a round of applause for Chuka, you know, going ahead and getting his shirt off, whatever he needed to say to go ahead and appease uh, what happened before. I'm proud of you, bro. But that aside, uh, from an outside perspective, generally, it's just like, there's substance to people, you know? 
And while you can look at them and objectify them in like a physical sense, at the end of the day, I think like what he's trying to say is when it comes to women, even though there's most guys and most people out there have a lot of substance to them, women just seem to have that more so. You know, for sure. For and sure. like, while everyone's thriving, they're just thriving even more in that category. So shouts out, but, but yeah. So I guess um, not to backpedal too much, but once again, if y'all listen to that clip, you will see what I meant with the Aisha thing to go. So once again, never wanting to, women to feel like you need to sell sex. No, like some of the dopest girls I've ever seen in my life do carry themselves in an Aisha type way. And some of the other dopists carry themselves in a, once again, like I stated, a Megan the Stallion type way. It's, you can be very different. It's just the way she was describing it, she made it seem very obvious that she still wants the eyes. She still wants mm-hmm. the stairs, you know? And so that's why I was just making the parallel to somebody that, you know, advertises for that literal only purpose is the stairs to deep dig deep into them. And Aisha, the way she has advertised herself as more of like a you have to crack the surface if you're lucky enough to crack the surface you'll be happy dude that's perfectly said i like that and i want to go ahead and use this as an opportunity in the wise words of a great woman rico nasty I don't even know yeah, how so I forgot what I was about to see. You can't forget the quote after saying <laughs> in the world. I was right? about to be transition king. Anyway, I'm rolling with it. In the wise words of Rico Nasty, uh, bitch, my name Lonzo. I'm balling, balling. Let's get into this NBA playoff talk. Actually, bitch, I'm Lonzo. I'm balling, balling. Leads to a topic that I think we just completely skipped, to be honest. Did we talk about the shop? We, we didn't. I didn't know if we were shop. going to, but you know what? I'm still down to get into it if you want to. Because um, there was one specific segment in it that I thought had great conversation that I kind of want to get into. And I know kind of does roll into the rest of our thing. Um, the one thing I wanted to say is shout out to Lonzo. Even though it seemed like um, LeBron was definitely... LeBron's definitely big bro to Lonzo at this point. You could see that he's kind of taking him under his wing. So it seemed like LeBron was kind of ushering him into like the fucking... Like, you're a man now. You know what I'm saying? Holding him up like oh, cool. Simba type shit. Bro, Lonzo said to LeBron he didn't even know how to act around him until like All-Star break. Of course. Like, you see that as like somebody and of course you kind of take them in like little bro. You know what I mean? Of course. And so I'm happy that happened. Hopefully the LeBron to the next shit isn't true because I do want to see Lonzo, once he gets the killer mentality, transfer to him. Like, not transferred, but the leader mentality. Because you can't give the killer, but you can teach someone how to lead a little bit. If they want to lead. That's one thing, if they want to lead. But Lonzo just talking about his dad's situation and him just talking about how his daughter helped him step up as a man. That was really dope for me. Dude, that was Bro, what the fuck was Travis Scott doing the whole time? I'm sorry. That nigga looked like... And don't get me wrong. He makes some fire music. And you know I'm a big Travis fan, bro. But that whole interview I was sitting there like, bro, it looked like Kylie was sending him texts like, you gotta speak, you can't just be quiet. Because the times he was jumping in and the way he was jumping in, it seemed like he felt like he had to say something. I'm not gonna lie. Was only talking. I'm not gonna lie. Um, out of everybody that was there, before I even get into that, did you hear, like, a Rivera say anything? Who's Rivera? He was that. What's his first name? I'm tripping, but one of the guys, he didn't say a single word. Oh, the, the Hispanic dude? Yeah. Oh, right. He said a line. He didn't, he didn't he say did. a single word. He said a line. He said what? a line. Anyway, but that aside... So my favorite people on that episode, funny enough, Don were Cheadle literally Seth Rogen, Don Cheadle, and Travis. And I felt like while Travis hopped in like he had to say something, I felt like in a sense, all of what he was saying was kind of important to the dialogue that was going on. And that kind of ties into the most important dialogue 
to I you. I know we talked on this uh, to, to, to me. I was about to say, what if a my few... most important is Seth Rogen talking about weed, nigga? Bro, this man said he couldn't do hallucinogens in public anymore, and I felt that. No, I didn't. Uh, if mom, dad, uh, uncles, aunties, I don't know what they're talking about. But anyway, so... Yeah, they were talking on that little segment about how I need to find some award shows weed. and <laughs> I'm out though. Like I really, I'm sorry. Once again, mom and dad, we're just we're just talking so people can listen to us. We're clickbaiting, but fuck. If anybody knows where I can get that wedding cake, please hit my DMs. Yo, this is <laughs> this is all theoretical, <laughs> hypothetical, you know. But if you do know, you already know where to find them. But for real. Um, when they were talking about the importance of, I guess, like, winning awards or whatnot. And they kind of tied it into uh, the sports world. Because I've never really seen that comparison drawn. Even though they're very different. Because sports is easy to gauge, like, a winner and a loser based on your performance. And literally, who wins the game, who loses. While arts in the uh, mediums of, like, a music, of a film, are a lot more subjective. So it's kind of hard to deem a true loser and a true winner. So the things that are constantly winning half the times aren't even the best works that are put out. Like, Seth Rogen drew the parallel of, let's say, uh, the dancing with... I can't even remember the fucking name. That one, like, best picture compared to his Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express had a greater cultural impact. So that being said, it was... um, interesting to see like their perspectives on what mattered and what didn't matter because i know we've pushed the whole none of the none of that shit matters grand scheme when it comes to like whether or not you create content and how you create your content but it's cool to uh what travis scott said and the fact that he thought it did matter for the fact that while you're creating content and you know you're expressing yourself and you're not doing it to win a lot of the times when you're making something why not want if there's an award for it you might potentially want to hope to be the best so in a sense while it doesn't matter because they haven't already kind of been awarded in the best, like, with the best determinations, it's kind of been politics and everything that's decided these. Moving forward with, like, our generation, when we put an end to all of that, maybe these awards will hold more weight and garner a little bit more respect from people in general for, like, if their importance or not. And you said a lot of good things there, but I'm probably going to sound the worst when I say it just like this. One, I loved what Seth had to say about it because, in all honesty... I don't think there should be winners or losers in art because of the fact that, like, he said, he, like, who could fucking tell him he lost? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just happy every year when he puts something out because he knows he won in his head, you know? But two, it's also, like, my bottom line when it comes to award shows, period, it's when the black person slash the black creative, and I won't just box it into the black because it is creatives in general, but people of color, people who have struggled, people have just like, when those are the people who push every single culture forward, when those are the people who change every single culture, when those are the people who lay the blueprint for what every single culture is, I will never respect an award show where it's just old white people who are voting on what is the winner. Exactly. And that's all of these. And that's all it's been. But can it become something else? I pose the question. Of. of course. And if it does become something else, then maybe you're right. But you do tend to have more of a hopeful stance on things than I do. So, I mean, we'll see if they end up changing in the Grammys or the Oscars. I said Oscars twice. I tried to change it the second time, so I sounded more literate and not mm-hmm. like a fucking idiot. But I still... I still I, I don't, I don't know how to speak English. But anyways, <laughs> do you have anything else to say on the shop? Um, dude, I'm not going to lie. That's probably my f- favorite, like, little talkie, like, you know, everybody coming together, expressing ideas, show out there right now. 
And so if you are not keen on it, I do recommend people go out to watch it. Again, this isn't a promoted uh, podcast or anything. They're not sponsored. Nigga, we're this. broke. You no one listens to our shit. Look, look. <laughs> but if you want to, whoever's listening that has the ability, go ahead and, you know. But anyway, so again, you know, when we give these kind of suggestions, they're genuine and from the heart. Because I'm not getting paid for this shit, so. Two things I'm going to say before that. One is, once again, shouts out to Madalena. I'm just very happy that she came and kicked it with us for a second. I know things got a little rocky there, but we we, we figuring out the kinks. Well, then two is, I promise you, anything we suggest, just like Ezgo said, anything that we big up is from the heart. But the second I get an opportunity to sell out, what, Oh, nigga? my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Pampers come into this podcast. But I will come on this bitch with a cowboy hat on, Casey Musgraves name tatted on my left nipple. Like I'll be talking about shit so crazy, bro. Taylor Swift send that bag. I promise you I'm wearing a Taylor Swift wig and I'm talking about Tay Hive. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. That's the fine line. You know we start something different. That's Tay Hive. Yes, sir. Like I'm ready to get them dollars. Send them dollars my way and I will fake like anything. But for now y'all are getting only genuine shit. <laughs> only genuine. Content. Only genuine shit. Yes, sir. But um I guess let's just rock into the playoffs. Like, fuck it. Transition and, Kings? No, 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 no. I'm a transition fucking dunce. But maybe you guys... <laughs> you, my transitions are just fucking terrible. Like, to the point that my girlfriend, before we even started... Like, I'm here selling us out because it's so early in the pod. Like, early stages, I guess. Mm-hmm. That the people listening most likely genuinely care about us you know what i'm saying so they're not gonna judge too much or they'll laugh but my girlfriend literally had to outline how we were going to transition into the heartbeat bill from talking about all of those women prior we didn't do that did we did we even do it i don't think we even did the transition (laughs) we got outlined a transition and still fucked up niggas are trash but Speaking of the playoffs... Speaking which, of niggas that are trash. Speaking of niggas that are trash, Kyle Lowry got dragged across the finish line, but we're not even going to talk about Kyle Lowry's bum ass for right now. We'll, we're gonna, we'll save him for a second. Um, I'm going to rush through a little, a couple things playoff, and it's not just for the sake of we're almost up on an hour and we still have to talk about Game of Thrones, because the people that really fuck with it like long form, because you can break it up and listen to it in multiple days if you have to. But there are just some things that didn't matter that much. Like, some things that were just so predictable. Like, the Golden State Rockets series... That doesn't even really need to be spoken on that much, because, like... Why would we speak on that when I've been telling y'all niggas this the whole year? Everybody's been telling y'all this. Everybody knew this. People just wanted to fake, like, Harden's 100% usage game plan all season. Like, when when one player... There's five players on the court at any given time. Mm -hmm. If one player has over 50% usage when there's four other people on the court there's a problem mm-hmm. i think he was running like numbers like 60 70 percent usage some games you know what i'm saying of course he had those crazy numbers he was shooting the ball every fucking time he touched it and it's just it's and he's an offensive beast like once again you can't take that away from him. he's an offensive beast mm-hmm. if we let steph have 80 percent usage he's gonna have a 60 point game mm-hmm. uh, you know what i'm saying like multiple 50 point games he's gonna go on a tear yeah and his team's gonna barely win sometimes but no they crush niggas and he scores like on one and he scores like 20 and then he goes sits on the bench for the third quarter because it's the teams that are always hooping as a unit that make it the furthest and that's where i feel like people undermine like golden state in this series they had before kd they had a 73 9 team like i think people are forgetting that like at the end of the day like they adjusted to the kd system and everything but these dudes still fucking hoop so what did you expect to happen like did you expect just it clearly to go to houston after kd was out then the craziest part about that just i completely agree with you but it's like kobe bryant king of usage 
King of Usage. This man's sick King, of James Harden. King, King of Usage literally went on television and said you can't win a championship how James Harden's playing. Mm-hmm. How's that? Kobe Kobe talks about basketball in the most objective Steve Jobs ass fucking like I'm standing in front and giving a fucking seminar ass way ever. And he even broke down the fact that that's just not that's not how you're going to win a championship. Yeah. And then you saw what happened. Capella disappeared. Chris Paul disappeared. Like there's a lot of pl- players that fucking disappeared because what did they get to do all season? The, a warm up. You know, exactly. shooting shoot practice because they couldn't shoot during the games. Because one nigga had 100% usage. And so, that series is a wash. Fuck it. Um, going to... Um, Two more to talk about. Portland and the Nuggets. The Portland Nuggets series was probably... See, it's funny because the Portland Nuggets series was the best series in the, in the playoffs to me. Other than the pre- previous Portland yeah. series. Until... Kawhi Kawhi last night but we're gonna ignore we're gonna get to Kawhi Kawhi I'm just gonna give a big up to Portland shouts out CJ doing his thing my initials are CJ too so I'm gonna fake act like I've been a CJ fan for a while now because he balled out so yes I am fake and then um <laughs> shouts out to overweight seven foot joker who's <laughs> no shouts out to overweight Scandinavian that y'all niggas kept trying to tell me was the best player in the league please stop trying to sell me false dreams Nah, this man's the nicest slow motion player i've ever seen in my life like i've never seen a player move almost at the pace that it doesn't look like he's trying and be so effective i just don't understand how this nigga was really moving three miles per hour and scoring every possession i don't know y'all niggas no big trash sense. y'all niggas big garbage joke it you could not see me one-on-one i promise that is nuts but so we're gonna give a big shout out to portland um damn time coming in i think damn time is coming back let me go ahead and do my taps damn time is coming back for the warrior series because People have been talking too much trash about how him and CJ can't compare to Clay and Steph, which I don't think they can either. But once again, with me speaking about the chinks in armor and how dynasties have to come to an end, this could be the upset. I give it a low percent chance, but I still think it is possible that the upset happens. I think uh, definitely that backcourt matchup is going to come down to defense because both teams have ridiculously like offensively skilled uh, guards. So we're just gonna see who comes better defense. We already know how Clay is. I'm definitely gonna have to get. Definitely gonna have to. Dude, get get that shit away from me. (laughs) This man really thinks he's toting guns with his biceps. I'm sick of it. But yeah, we're definitely going to have to see if they go ahead and give. uh, If Clay comes out proving that he deserves to be like a first team All NBA defense player and makes that shown. I'm excited to see though, like Portland, because if you were asking me at the beginning of the series, the beginning of the playoffs. If they made it against Golden State, which I wouldn't have told you they would even make it that far, but if they made it to the where they played Golden State... Didn't I call if, it, though? If they call me retarded, though. If they... Hold, hold on, hold on, because I'll say something. I didn't think they were going to beat OKC. If they beat OKC, I thought they would have made it, but I didn't think there was a chance in hell that they were beating OKC. But I thought OKC was going to end up playing Golden State. But that aside, I like to see, see a team come out with this kind of determination. I like to see a team come out with this type of grit because these are the people that I think will pull off upsets. Not the ones that are, you know, have a lot of talent or stack, but slightly less talent than, like, let's say, the favorite or anything that just might squeeze out a win. No, it's the team that looks like they're going to come out hungry. And it's funny because, speaking of grit and teams pulling out upsets, a 67-win Dallas team lost to... An old Golden State team, you remember? Like with the fucking, oh, yeah. like the old old Golden State team. And I'm just saying, people sometimes think that it's a clear wash one way, but sometimes you have to remember. Sometimes it is a wash. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes 
it comes down to who wants it more because these are professional athletes and these aren't like i'm not talking about like a fucking nets versus golden state like this is still like a backcourt that some people were arguing better than golden state's backcourt for small pockets small pockets of time Mm -hmm. during the regular season last year and the season that was a little out of pocket but at the same time like but i'm saying so they're nice players so it's stuff that we could definitely see and that being said it's time to move on to Toronto versus the Sixers. Look, I, I got I to say this. I got to say something. Because I watched this series. I've believed in the Raptors. I'm not even a Raptors fan, but I believed in them. Kawhi Leonard, top three player in the league. They've got plenty of quality role players who understand what they're supposed to do, and they come out and play, and they make it happen. Nigga, but there was no way bro, I was going to it. see. We get it, bro. We get it. You watch the game, bro. Nigga, you want to shit on the Raptors like Kyle Lowry, like anybody besides Kyle Lowry deserves that type of talk. You're not going to disrespect Van Vliet like that. You're not about to disrespect Serge Ibaka. You're not going to disrespect Danny Green. That aside... Nigga said Danny Green, Van Vliet, and Serge Ibaka with a straight... You're not going to dis... Siakam, quit playing with me, man. Siakam, cool, bro. Oh, so you got one player that's decent? You don't make it to a conference final decent. Kyle Lowry... Bro, like I'm giving my Kyle uncle, Lowry jokes bro. too, bro. I'm giving him buckets. He got blocked by Kevin Hart. But we're not about to disrespect <laughs> what was probably that's we're gonna we're gonna make the conversation for where it right. So do you think the NBA. who do you think's winning? Them or the Bucks? Bro. Be real. Look, be I'm real. Go, I'm no, no, gonna no, get there. I'm gonna get no, there. No, no, we're not getting there right now. Who, who do, do I think's going to win? I said the Bucks. I already said this. Because the Bucks and how many? Bucks and I wanna say I was gonna say five, but I think it's gonna be six now. But there is a small percentage chance, like again, like a 10 to 15% that the Raptors can pull it out. But that being said, that being said, we'll get to that. But is I'm Drake saying. They're going to fly the jet into Golden into fucking <laughs> NorCal. <laughs> Hold on. Talk. That being said, I want to go ahead and point no out. No rental, that, no timeshare. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, bro. I'm going to get my words out at some fucking point. That being fucking said. This is probably the most iconic Game 7 that I've seen in a fucking while. The magic that happened at the end, and we've all seen the replays, we've all seen the highlights, but watching that in real time was something that was irreplaceable. Seeing the old NBA that I used to believe in, the slogans such as, where magic happens... You know, seeing literally like if you don't like this, you don't like NBA basketball. Kawhi making the first game seven buzzer beater in NBA history. That was beautiful on the casual bounces with a soft touch. That was an irreplaceable moment. I don't care what happens in the future, but I feel like it's moments like that. And if they potentially win the conference finals, that can make him stay on that team because that's something that you can't replace. That's a bond that you're going to start to make with teammates on Big moments. I think that he's definitely. You're gonna say out of here on the OVO jet. I'm sick of you. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's gonna ask. He's gonna be like, "Ayo, Drake, no, no timeshare, no rental, right?" And so Drake's gonna be like, "All right, you can use the jet, whatever. You, what do you gotta do in Cali?" Yo, I just got to go visit Braun real quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be on this episode of The Shop. The second he drops him off, he's not coming back to Toronto, bro. bro. He's going to feel that good weather out on the West Coast, and he's not coming Kawhi's back to Kawhi's not Houdini, bro. bro. He's see, not disappearing twice. Bro, did you see Mr. Ratburn came out as gay and got married in season 22 premiere of Arthur? You know what? I already knew. 
Mr. Rapper, and I could feel that a while ago. I'm gonna be real with you. This is real. This is real news. Breaking, breaking news. You heard it here on the Off Space. <laughs> Mr. Rapper, <laughs> let me stop. I'm not gonna lie, because that would probably have been a phenomenal segment to uh, talk on. But do you have ADHD or some shit? <laughs> Bro, I do have ADD. But anyway, speaking of, if nigga want to talk about Kawhi Leonard so bad, bro. This nigga playing New Balances on purpose because every other brand is secure. Why not start your own shit, bro? This nigga playing New Balances on purpose, bro. You believed in Big Baller brand. I don't even want to hear it. This nigga only wear do rags once a year, and his braids are still crispy. I don't get how it's possible. This nigga don't even smile. In the post-game interview, they said, Hey, Kawhi, you know this is the first time this has been done in history. This nigga nodded. That's a killer, bro. That's cold. No, this nigga a That's sociopath. <laughs> this nigga really a sociopath. That's like, literally Y'all are going to be so confused when I called it here first and Kawhi just ends up shooting off the NBA one day. He's going to be like the fucking... like I forgot what name of the movie, which black people are going to crucify me because this was a big black classic, where the nigga was on the basketball court and just pulled out a gun, except for this nigga going to light the whole shit up. You can't drop a Game 7 game winner... You know what I'm saying? Buzzer beater shot in New Balances with a straight face and be a regular nah, human being. The thing is, though, he showed emotion when it happened, so you can't count him out fully. And be a regular human being. You He's can't a count killer. him out fully. Someone watch that nigga. FBI. CIA. Somebody watch that nigga. He's coming for the bucks and throat. But, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say on the playoffs and all that. I mean, shouts out Joel Embiid for... Literally putting up the effort that he has. This is definitely a moment he's going to look back on. It's never a shame to show emotion like that, especially after you work so hard to get to a tough position. Definitely a future NBA champion, in my opinion. So I'm going to see how he responds to it and the type of person this series ends up making him and the quality player he improves to become. All right, now let's move on to something that matters. Game of Thrones. Big spoiler alert. Spoiler. 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 All right, I think I've done that a fucking enough. Y'all should know by now it's a fucking spoiler. All right, anyways, heading into this episode of Game of Thrones, um, basically what I've predicted for legitimately fucking three seasons came true, which is Danny going mad. She cracked off of the Missandei thing, you know, like you could tell that was the moment. So that one I wasn't mad at. I wasn't mad at her burning the city because I knew she was going to do some crazy shit because she cracked. She had to do something to show people she was mad, you know? Like her mad moment had to come. So I'm not even mad at that. What I was mad at was John's bitch ass. This nigga, John a bitch ass nigga, bro. I just gave John so much props because he wanted all the smoke in the Night King. He started running away. He tried to call his dogs on that nigga. John a pussy, bro. The thing is, I'm not calling John a pussy. I'm calling the writers pussies. I'm not going to lie because they switched this whole story into the most cliche, like, back and forth love story between all these characters that dictates so much how the show has become. And you This know, whole season has been a has been a poorly written love story between many characters. And you know what I didn't realize until I just looked at the article? Um, apparently these niggas were given unlimited time for this series, for this season. Unlimited time? Unlimited time. See, I thought it was the network. No. Like, these niggas were evidently burnt out of Game of Thrones, but they didn't want to pass it to somebody else. So... They were given. They said, "No, nah, we can do it in six episodes." Like they were given. They could have had probably ten hour and a half episodes for this season. But they said, "No, nah, we're gonna wrap it up this season, and yo, we're gonna do it in six episodes." Like they just ruined. They literally ruined the show. And I mean, I'm going to enjoy at least seeing the story finish and stuff. But like, let's be honest. This, this is- whole like Night King uh, segment and like the whole long night that should have been a season. The second half of what's been going on should have been at least the season, probably two up in itself. T- up till the Battle of the Night King, the Battle of Winterfell, 
should have been a whole season. Yeah. Up till the Battle of Winterfell, him, di- the Night King dying should have been the end of a season and mm-hmm. then the rest of Game of Thrones should have been a whole nother season. Mm-hmm. And that would have been perfect. He would have had perfect time but these niggas were burnt out. They were tired of doing the same shit. They really just missed an opportunity to be cemented in history as the writers and directors of the greatest show that has ever been played because at the end of the day game of thrones is going to always be high up there because they did have six solid seasons of content straight from the books but and people might crucify me for saying this but i'm just being dead and like dead ass and real i feel like the way that it's ending the rushed and like very obviously like lack of caring way that it's ending it's going to it's it's kind of already showing its weakness where I can see in a decade, in maybe two decades, like whatever, a show being better than Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like eventually. I'm not, it'll, it'll be hard to be some of the earlier seasons, but I'm saying it's showing that it's possible for a show oh. to be better. If they close this out correctly, I think I really may have been able to say this is probably going to be the greatest show we're ever going to see in our lifetimes. If they close it out in a timely manner. But they were just over it. Like they've been doing it for a decade and they're over it. It's just like, I don't... And why not give it to somebody else? I, I just That's don't what blew understand my because... It's oh no! Before I even get into that, you saw like the actors talking about before the season premiere, like oh this is a great season, oh yeah. this is you're gonna love this. Dude, I think they were genuinely trolling, and they were like, yeah, this no. is just gone to shit. No, like no. I don't even know. Amelia Clark and um my nigga Grey Worm, real life, like whatever, Emma Sunday, real life. They were definitely trolling because you could see their faces, and watching these episodes, it makes more and more sense because. You have to think about it like this. Actors are kind of like the... Even though they're the ones that get paid the big bucks, especially in good films mm-hmm. and like productions like this, actors are kind of like the desk workers. You know what I'm saying? They don't really decide anything that's going on. They just follow well, yeah. whatever rules and do whatever you tell them to do. So like they've been a part of something they could tell is special and something they can tell is magical for almost a decade or a decade now, right? And then all of a sudden, you hit them with the, all right, this is how it's ending. All right, deuces. Peace out, y'all. Of like, course they're going to laugh and meme it. If I was one of the actors, people would have been like, yo, is this the best episode, of, best season of Game of Thrones? I would have been like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> and then kept walking, you know? Dude, That's have... effectively what they did, because they know it was shit. Dude, there was literally two good moments for me last episode, and that's tragic to say. It was literally the only good... I liked the, that we saw, like, okay, like, Danny doing, like, some real fucked up shit becoming the Mad Queen, but they should have done it way differently, and spread it out longer. Like, we should have seen a progression of her becoming it. Not, like, 0 to 100, she's killing everybody. You we, know what I we, mean? Which, I will I will say, we have seen her slowly becoming it since about season 4. Yeah. But, I would have seen, like, much more, like, tragic acts on a larger scale happen, but in a smaller progression throughout. Like, it literally went from, like, her, like, killing a few people unjustly, like, one of the, you know what I mean? To... Okay, but I'm just going to torch that whole bit. And up. and don't get me wrong, I'm just going to keep giving them bail here. I'm just saying, the Masande cracking her into doing something like this, that makes sense to me. I'm rolling with that. The Clegane Bowl, you know? Like no, that, that, that was that was mountain, literally the, the I second was, point. I was happy. That was, was the only other thing. I was, I was thing. cool with that. The Hound went out like a real nigga. He died in fire, though. Bro, that's kind of like... that's. And the funny thing iconic. is, is um, Madalena was talking to me about it. She was like, the Hound wouldn't have lost that easily, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, don't you remember they made the mountain into like a zombie fighter, like extreme warrior? He got stabbed in the brain, through the eyeball, through the brain, and pulled it out and kept fighting. Yeah. 
Yeah, like he had to go out. She like was that. like, "That's unrealistic." I was like, "Oh, you forgot," because she really forgot. And I'm assuming some people did forget too. Like they really made the mountain an unbeatable like super soldier. So yeah. of course, like this was the best case scenario. The hound was coming to either die and try his best, or both of them niggas was going out. Yeah. And he and when he said to Arya, "You're not leaving if you follow me." You know what I'm saying? That's true though. He knew that he was probably gonna die here. Because how how else are you going to beat someone like that unless you sacrifice yourself to do it? Come on now, that's a super soldier. This nigga was fighting Captain America. Dog, he was, <laughs> he was he was fighting one of the Night King's generals. To be perfectly frank you know with what I'm you, because like, that was not on some casual shit. So he went out like a super real nigga. Dude, what you, that. I'm what, not. Mad. What was the dude's name like that he grabbed? Oh, the like, little, that the, the old the, ass nigga that he tossed. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was it was that was the best like representation of on site I've ever seen in my life. Complete abandonment of duty and everything. He said, "Fuck it, we ball." Like we're fighting and each other right a, here, right and now. I, that was a perfect way for that nigga to die for me. I was cool on that nigga dying like that because I didn't give a fuck about that nigga. I hated him for a while and he he kind of always pissed me off so him just really getting the toss i was cool on that but um one other thing i wasn't one thing that i was extremely upset about last night but i'm not that mad about and i'll kind of throw them bail on too is cersei's passing cersei and the jamie thing that was bad I, i'm not that mad was, at that that was i'm bad. not see as it was like you that was terrible it was kind of poetic it was kind no, of no it wasn't that was, that was corny no that, that was corny that as was shit. kind of poetic that was corny Bro, as shit. cersei dying with the only person she's ever truly loved still with her child which every decision she's ever made in all eight seasons at this point has become been because of a child always every decision good or bad and she always felt like she was making the right one so dying with the child crushed under what she fought to protect which was King's Landing, you know, I'm not mad at that. I would have liked I'm to not, see... I'm not mad at that. I would have liked to have seen... They didn't do her justice, Look, especially... That actress deserves a fucking Oscar Golden Globe. I don't know what the name of the awards you get for this kind of shit. What She may have already won one from Game of Thrones. I'm sure these niggas have won some before. But whoever played Cersei deserves a fucking... Sh- you deserve it. You know what I'm saying? You deserve it. Future voice. Pause like, for a second. Because there's two things that they fucked up. A... They had her standing, looking off in the distance with a zoom in on her face for the only thing that she did for 45 minutes of that episode. I was sick of that angle and that being all she was just oh, standing there doing that. A and B. I'm just they, saying how she went. But hear me, hear me. They that's did do second. her dirty. Hold on. Because if they needed to make at some point the interaction with her and Danny, like it was way too long of a lead up for that not to happen. I know this is like, you know, if I was the writer, this is how I would have done it. I'm just going to pose it like that. I would have liked to have seen. Danny like coming up to her and about to literally like burn her to a crisp and like end it all right there and then Jamie robbing her of that killing Cersei and killing himself to at least like let them go out by his hands instead of like being burned to a crisp by Danny. I have two ways, two ways. One would have been um and then completely one, making her a mad queen. One, one, that would have been nice. One would have been Danny flying over, right? Like, the Hound and whatever are doing whatever, you know what I'm saying? The Hound and the Mountain, cool. But it's just Cersei, right? Just Cersei and um, Jamie. And Danny flies over the dragons in their face, right? Just the build-up. Danny hops down and whips out that motherfucking thing and challenges Cersei to a sword fight, right? That would have been hard. That, that would have would, made no that sense. That would have made zero sense. That that's been, that's that why so... that's not what I actually wanted to happen, but that thing would have been crazy. That would have been kind but, of tough. But... The other thing that would have been dope for me would be um, if Danny flew over, you know what I'm saying, like whatever, because mm-hmm. I wanted them to have an interaction too, like really do. And then she said like any last words to Cersei, 
like something like that and then Cersei just hits you with like because Cersei's had some legendary like I'm a big bitch moments you know what I'm saying like I'm a big cunt like big bitch you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. said some fucked things but I wanted her to hit us with the most elite of them like you will never be queen like just like look her dead in the eyes on her deathbed mm-hmm. and just give her like the Cersei words you know what I'm saying just a little speech a little spiel whatever and then just in flames burn because in my mind or this, eaten, this like whole time time. even though like obviously she was gonna end up losing I feel like those two Cersei in some way whether it be through the help of Jamie or not like I said like Jamie robbing Danny of the kill by killing them both instead they needed to do some ode to that to have Cersei kind of one up Danny even in the end and that would have been the perfect segue to create a whole nother like half a season or a whole season dealing with Danny really making that switch like oh I wasn't even I never got to take uh, Cersei's life I never got to do this I was robbed of it and whatnot and made, sp- really spiraled her into the Mad Queen that we saw her fully transition into in that episode like if you were at least gonna do that do it right but I don't know man like we got a whole episode a whole one well, more we episode have, yeah. to deal with literally the aftermath of her becoming a Mad Queen and which the, is fucking ridiculous the, the, that we have one episode to deal with and that one the writers, we're just going to refer to them as D&D at this point, because I'm never even going to say their full names. D&D have joined M. Night Shyamalan's list for me, after what he did to The Last Airbender. Because what they did to something this magical, I will never forgive them for. Wasn't and it I, literally at I, the point that they had to actually start writing for it? Because before yeah, they had, like... before they just had the book. And then, after the book, I guess they were too lazy to actually sit down and listen, you know, to a bunch of people. Like, what George R. R. Martin, I bet, would have given them a better guidelines if they needed it. You know what I'm saying? Ask questions, like, whatever. Like, I, I think they just got to laziness and just did whatever they wanted to do. Maybe they just sucked. No, maybe they do suck. So D&D is on the M. Night Shyamalan list, and I will smack these niggas one day when I meet them. D&D and M. Night Shyamalan, just so you know, the, you guys are on my smack and nigga for ruining some shit I love list. But that being said, we have one episode list, one episode left. I already know it's going to piss us off when these niggas announce that they're not watching the final episode. They're going to get drunk together and be nowhere near TV and social media for the night of the finale. That means they're doing something super corny or super stupid. But... At the, what, why would you even say that when you're the creator of a show that Wait, should go down they history? Say? They said that they're going to be together, that they're getting drunk, and they're going to be far away from a television and social media. Oh, uh, it's going to suck. This that's, how you, gonna bro, that's how you know it's going to be. They announced that a few episodes ago. That's why niggas was already gave up hope a while ago. But one thing I will say is Arya hitting the fucking, doing the jerk the whole episode, like really just hitting the sprint away. <laughs> like, I was just... That was good cinema. And it was good cinema, but, but I was also kind of like a little weird. upset at it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you can't build up the greatest ninja warrior like with the fucking mask and the do 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 just to sprint all Bro, episode when we, it came to the time. We had a glorified maze runner, and I was so confused of what was going on because we really never got to see her pop off or nothing. Nigga said she didn't kill Cersei. I know she's gonna. Uh, so she might kill Danny though because yeah. the green eyes. But even then, they may just say fuck it to the green eyes theories because D and D is retarded. Like really, they said my nigga Bran. You built him up to be this orging, like, fucking huge, like, OP character for nothing, apparently, at this point. They said all he did was send the Uber for Arya at the end. He gave gave Arya the knife that she needed to kill the Night King. Oh, so that's what eight seasons of build-up was for? For him to give her a knife and send the Uber? It was iconic, Nigga, I could have called the Uber. You couldn't have written this any better, trust me. (laughs) I could have called the Uber, Clearly. First off... First off, that's bullshit because that horse did not have lived, bro. Everything got torched. You telling me that's what survived? No, Brand is in the horse, dude. He 
hit all the dodges. He's oh, like, he knew no, exactly where to hide his shit. Fuck out of here. Bro, fuck this show. Fuck the people that wrote it. We're still definitely going to watch the last one. Next week's reaction is probably going to be even worse, I'm assuming, with how it seems it's going. But that's all I have to say. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm super happy I watched Game 7 of that Raptors game over this episode of Game of Thrones at first. And I just, I skipped the end. I skipped the iconic moment in the playoffs to watch Bran send an Uber and for fucking Danny to just go ahead and hit the OP button. Like, if Danny was supposed to hit the OP button that quickly, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, she just hit the, oh yeah, I do have a dragon. Dude, nothing changed. <laughs> Literally nothing changed than they won. Like, no no armor on the dragon or, you know, I don't even want to keep going down this tangent because I could bash this show for, like, ever now at this point. But they just keep fucking up. I love my girlfriend. Hopefully, um, she still loves me. <laughs> uh, I know this was a weird episode to rock with. We kind of were all over the place and whatnot, but I hope y'all still enjoyed it. Hopefully, like moving forward, we're gonna come back to uh, kind of you know we're gonna figure things out and kind of you know c- get back into the flow of what we do. This is why we just gotta have the toxic masculinity show, dude. That's why we can't have women on the show. Uh, again, so the opinions you just heard were of com- <laughs> Chuka. I'm they fucking with you. I can't the joke. Whole, they don't I can't res- even joke anymore. <laughs> they don't respect the whole Jesus office. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, well, uh, my name is Chuka. The future. My name is Ezigo. And you're watching the, the Off Space Podcast. Ha <laughs> ha, I had a podcast, nigga.